0: Welcome back to misunderstood I'm Rachel Yucatel. Okay, so animal lovers, you are not going to want to miss this episode. It's so good. Have you ever wondered what your dog or cat or any animal for that matter was thinking? or when they bark at each other? what are they saying? Are they mad? are they mad at me? are they sad? I'm not alone here, right? I think all pet owners have thought about what kind of stuff is going on in their minds. Well today's guest can actually help answer some of those questions. Nikki Vascones is an animal communicator, which some people refer to as a pet psychic. She can talk to and connect with animals, living or dead. And even better, she can teach you how to do it. Nikki actually started her career as a lawyer. And when she found out that communicating with animals was a skill you could learn, it's not some magic ability you suddenly wake up with one day. She taught herself how to do it and her whole life changed. I understand there might be some skeptics out there. The concept does sound a little crazy, but no matter what the skeptics might think, it's definitely not hindering her business one bit. She has a wait list in the thousands. We're talking 7,500 people, okay? So obviously something's going right for her. My dogs are my children. So I was excited to learn new ways that I could communicate with them better and still understand their pets. If you have animals, you're going to love this episode. So sit back and enjoy my conversation with Nikki. (music) We'll see you next time. time. Nikki thank you so much for joining me on Misunderstood it is such an honor to have you here today Thanks Rachel I'm I'm excited to be here with you So obviously as you know because you're in this industry there are many people that love their animals more than they love their own family members. So that's why I wanted to have you on. I read the article that was written in the Wall Street Journal. I found it really interesting that the Wall Street Journal chose to run such a piece about animal communicators and how much you guys are making um, in this day and age. So I I thought that you would be a great guest on the show because I think this is very misunderstood to a lot of people, but animals is a topic everyone wants to discuss.
1: So first- Um, Tell me, what is an animal communicator? An animal communicator is someone that telepathically communicates with animals. So it's not just cats, dogs. It's the horses. It's the bunnies. It's any animal, cows, pigs. And when I say telepathic animal communication, it's having a two-way dialogue with the animals, just like you and I are conversing right now, but it's all done telepathically, which means all through your mind. So I might receive mental images. I might hear a phrase in my mind, almost like if I was reading a book to myself, I might feel an ache or a pain in my body. So it's a way for humans to communicate with any animal at any time living or deceased. Wow. So how did
0: you get into this? Because I know you were a lawyer, right? You were a practicing lawyer up until just a couple of years ago.
1: I was. I was a lawyer until 28 years old. I did not even know that animal communication was possible. I'm 34 right now. And so at 28, when I found out that this was possible, the first thing I did was start reading animal communication books. And every single book by all of these different authors said, everyone can learn to do this. And most of those authors hadn't learned until they were about in their 50s So I was like, all right, well, I'm everyone. So let's give it a try. So I just started doing practice sessions with friends and families, animals, and getting very specific things about stuff that I would have no way of knowing. And that's how it all started. It's only been about four or five years. I quit the law firm for good July of 2021.
0: Wow. So does that mean you're making more money now or enough money to, to, to stay in your life? I am. I wasn't. Like making before.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely. I'm making more than I was as an attorney, but I was not a an attorney that was working twelve hour days. I work so much more now. When you have your own business, you generally work more. But I do animal readings, of course, for people. But a huge mm-hmm. part of my business is I actually have an online school, and I teach other people to become animal communicators. And it's just so phenomenal. It's so fulfilling. And it's just a lot of fun, way more fun than when I was an attorney, that's for sure. Right. So did you have a chi- uh,
0: a pet growing up that you loved more than anything that you wanted to communicate with, but felt like
1: you couldn't? You know what, Rachel? No, I wasn't the typical kid growing up that you would think I might be like, I wasn't talking to the birds. And we had a dog when I was younger, but I don't really remember her. Um, I had some bunnies and hamsters, but I wasn't this Typical diehard animal lover. It wasn't until I got my two dogs who my husband and I have now that I really developed that bond that we have with our animals. And when I, when we got them, I didn't know that this world was possible. And now, I mean, I loved my dogs before, but the bond that we have now and the depth of our connection is just exponentially greater. It's amazing. Okay. So let's break this down. Cause I know a lot of people, you
0: know, probably see this as the same that they see or how they feel about psychics and they don't really get how it works. They think it sounds a lot of hocus pocus. So can you break it down, you know, and explain exactly what it means to communicate? Like if you're saying like before you were, you're having a conversation like you and I, I mean, dogs don't speak English, right? So like, how are they communicating? What exactly are you hearing? Um, you know, tell me, tell me how it works.
1: I'm going to start by answering your question with an example for you. There have been times where your cell phone rang and you knew who was calling you before you even looked at your phone. Have you ever experienced that? Sure. Or a time where a friend or a family member was about to say something and before they even spoke the words out loud, you answered their question. Has that happened to yeah. you? Yes. Right. Yes. That right there is intuition. It's telepathy. That's how it works with the animals. It's a sudden knowing, this gut feeling. Now, that's one way that the messages come through. I mentioned earlier that I might receive a mental image of something. So what happens during a session is I do all of my sessions remotely through a photograph. I've done them in person. I can. I prefer not to, one, I'm allergic to cats, which is kind of funny, but uh, my clients are all over the world. So it's a lot easier just to do it through a photograph. and I will look at the picture, connect with the animal, sit in my chair, my eyes are shut. There's not really much to look at when I'm doing a session. And in a a way that an animal might send me a message through an image is all of a sudden, I will get the picture in my brain of their favorite toy or the place where they love to go for a walk, or maybe the layout of grandma's house where they love going. And it's this image of something that I've never seen. So I like to tell people picture your favorite restaurant, right? In your mind, you know what that looks like. So in my mind, during a session with an animal, I might get this visual image of something that I then describe with words out loud to the owners and they're like, oh my gosh, that's our living room or that's my mom's house. Another way messages come through is a sudden thought is implanted in my brain. So I'm sitting down in my chair and all of a sudden I hear, I don't like when my feet are wet, right? That's a silly example, but it's in my own voice telepathic messages come through in your own voice as if you were reading a book silently to yourself, but it's a thought that you didn't have a second ago. And all of a sudden, why are you thinking about your feet being wet? That's a message from the end. Right. No, I totally
0: get it. But like, so in doing research on you before you came on last night, I, I heard a lot about what you talk about, right? So I sat on the bed. I have three dogs sat on the bed and I looked at one of them and I tried to talk in my mind to the dog and get an image or have a conversation. And besides being like a crazy person and sounding like I was nuts, you know, I, you know, it's just my imagination, right? I could, my imagination could run wild. How are you getting confirmation besides someone saying, oh yes, that's something special to me that I haven't told you about, but Mm -hmm. how do you really know that you're not just making it up because of body language that the, or a facial expression that the, that the dog is giving. I I mean, I feel like I can tell when my dog is sad because I'm not giving her a bone or because she hasn't gone out and she wants to just by the way she looks at me, but I might be putting my experience or my personal emotions on them. So how do you really
1: know? A couple of things you said there. One, when your dog looks at you and they have to go out, you get that sense because they're telling you, I have to go out. Of course, sometimes they might bark and go to the door, but sometimes it's just a look. And it's, Rachel, how did you know that that look meant they had to go out? You were receiving their telepathic communication. Now, the prop, not the problem, the struggle is when you're first starting out doing this work, you really can't practice on your own animals. Because you are too emotionally attached to your own animals. You're not a clear, neutral channel. You're not a clear vessel. You already know what your animals like and don't like. So even though you are receiving messages from them, you are thinking and you're assuming, oh, I already knew that. I know my dog. I know my cat. So I always advise my students, when you first start out, you have to start out with strangers' animals or friends' of friends' animals, because... Mm -hmm animals that you don't know, you'll, you will grow your confidence a lot faster when you start getting very specific messages from these animals about their life, their home, their humans' lives, and you don't even know who those people are. So to answer your question about how do you get the validation or the confirmation that you're actually speaking to them instead of just reading body language or, you know, knowing the type of animal, the breed, again, my sessions are all through a photo. So I'm not Mm -hmm. seeing the the dog interact. I'm not seeing the cat jump up or greet new people. I'm not going to people's houses. It's just through a photograph. And breed aside or whatever I can maybe tell from the photo, my sessions are no less than an hour, usually 75 to 90 minutes. And we Mm -hmm. cover their whole life. So when I'm describing what your animal eats or what they think about every single one of their human siblings or their mom or dad. And it's very specific stuff about you personally, and I've never met you. It's just that validation that those messages over and over again, where it's not just big, oh, my dog likes, your dog likes to go for a walk or they want a bone or they, you know, love treats. I mean, come on, in my sessions, a dog might mention really loving treats, but it's it's very specific details the whole entire conversation.
0: Are you excited to jump into 2024? I am. I've made my resolutions. And to be honest, I've never really been good at keeping them. But this year, it's going to be different because my resolutions are to save money, spend more time with friends and family, and eat healthier. And with Factor, that's a no-brainer. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery sets you up for success. You get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. No prep, no mess, no cleanup. You can choose from over 35 meals a week, including options for keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie. They have over 55 weekly add-ons. They make it easy to kickstart your new year. And one of my biggest issues is that I run around all day, from work to errands to chauffeuring my daughter. By dinner, we are starving and exhausted. So ordering takeout becomes an expensive solution. But Factor changes all of that. Factor's two-minute meals are my savior. And when our schedule gets too hectic, Factor is flexible so you can change up your order and reschedule your deliveries. They've thought of everything so you don't have to. Lose weight, not flavor. Simplify weight loss with ready to eat keto meals designed to taste great and make you feel better. Besides these incredible meals, and believe me, they are delicious, Factor now offers tons of snack options, smoothies and cold-pressed juices, which are my favorite thing to grab when I need an energy boost. You guys are just going to love it. So head to slash understood 50 use code understood50, that's 50, don't spell out the 50, to get 50% off. That's code understood50 at slash understood 50 factor to get 50% off.
1: Right. So you taught yourself this by reading books? I did reading books. Reading books is not going to teach you to be an animal communicator, but reading the books for me opened up my mind to believe that this was possible. Right, and then it was really when I started doing the practice sessions that's that's when you see and you grow and you really learn to do it because you could read all the books, you could read books all day long, but unless you're actually doing it, you're not really going to get anywhere. But yeah, I, I taught myself. It was it's been it's been a great journey
0: what was it like the first time you realized this was a real thing and and you were on to
1: something like do you remember that moment i do kind of i i was talking to so many animals in the very beginning and amazing messages were coming through and a lot of totally inaccurate messages like when you're first starting out you're you're, you know you're not 100 percent accurate but one of the sessions i did in the very beginning was with a cat her name was kitty And the human just forgot to tell me that her cat had passed away several months prior. So when I went into the session, I was thinking she was alive. And I'm so grateful for that because if I knew that this cat was deceased, I probably wouldn't have done the session because at that time, I didn't think that I was a medium or that I had the ability to talk to animals in spirit. So I did this session with the cat She talked about very specific details of the dark purple comforter, the green wooden bookshelf to the base of her bed on the right-hand side, and how her mom would always put her phone on the nightstand at night and the cat didn't like it so she would push it off the the nightstand, which all of it was entirely accurate. And in the follow-up call, the human mom kept saying, kitty used to do or kitty loved. And I'm like, why is everything in the past tense? And that's when I found out that this cat had passed away a couple months prior. So that was the moment for me where I was like, oh, my gosh, not only am I talking to animals that are alive, but I can communicate with ones that are deceased as well. And the messages come through the exact same. It it changed everything. That moment changed everything.
0: Wow. So like, and when when you're doing these sessions, can people have conversations with you like to help? with behaviors or train like for example one of my dogs is a runner she constantly is trying to run out the front door she loves her life I think in my home but she's constantly trying to get out and she does not listen I've tried to have plenty of trainers I've tried to train her and she just when she gets something in her mind and she's running she's gone so Mm -hmm. like could I hire someone like you to actually have a conversation with her and say you have to stop running because you're going to get hit by a car one day
1: Definitely. But I want you to change up how you just worded that. You have to stop running. When you when you say you have to stop running into the road, the picture in your mind that you're forming when you say that is her running into the road. So what you want to say instead is stay in the house, stay on the porch, stay near my leg. Because then when you say that, the subconscious mental image that you are forming while you speak it is actually what you want them to do. So I had this mm. situation with one of my dogs, Donald. He would always just run. I, call, I used to call him a flight risk, awful nickname because that's he's just gonna live up to that and do that. So when I stopped saying, stop running away, stop running into the backyard, stop running out of the fence. And I started saying, stay by my leg," stay on the porch, stay in the house. It's made a massive difference. Now, I'm not saying just doing that is going to solve the issue for every animal, Sometimes mm-hmm. it does, sometimes it doesn't. I talked to a dog the other day that was running out all the time and they were always find him. It was this little chihuahua. And when I connected with him yesterday and I said, what is going on? He's like, I don't get what the big deal is. They always find me. I like to explore new places. It's never been a problem. And like, mm-hmm. what's the problem? You know, so sometimes they just frankly don't care and want to go have some fun. But sometimes we can work on changing the dialogue that we are using To help them not do that. But also, is there a reason why they keep wanting to run out front? I don't know. Do they not like their cat sister or something? I don't know. That's a silly example. But, you know, we can we definitely can explore that and see what resolution we can come to. Totally.
0: You talked about um, animals that are already deceased. What would be the point of somebody contacting you to talk to these dead animals? Is it because they're going through so much grief and they can't get over it? I mean, what could you be getting from communicating with an animal that's no longer alive.
1: Sure. Sometimes it is helping them move beyond their grief, or maybe they have some unanswered questions. Did I help you transition too soon? Or maybe they, the animal passed naturally. And they're wondering, would you have rather me help you transition? Like, were you suffering? Were you in pain? It's just to get closure on kind of end of life decisions, end of life care, but also mm-hmm how are you still with me? Are you sending me signs? Are you sending me messages? Like what should I look out for? Or what do you think of our new dog? Are you upset that we got a new animal? It's really a plethora of all of these different reasons. It's unique to each person. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's been, it really is just to feel that connection again. Because when Mm -hmm. I connect with the animals in spirit, the session is the same length, it's 75 to 90 minutes. And we talk about everything. What What were some of your favorite activities you did? Is there anything in your home right now you don't like? I love that question, it's so funny. They have opinions still in spirit. You know, What's your favorite part of the house? What do you think of your human siblings? And they talk about things that are happening in your life right now. And it's very comforting because like you said in the very beginning, we love our animals more than we do a lot of our human family members. So it's just bringing, it's, it's continuing, it's allowing you to continue feeling that love and connection with your animal, even in spirit. Well it's so interesting
0: though because you know I have suffered some loss with you know humans in my life but I've also suffered um loss big losses with a couple dogs in my life and it was so devastating to me that I couldn't sort of move on for a while and I I've talked about it a lot and I I feel like part of that reason is because you cannot communicate with them mm-hmm. or at least you know the the people who are are trying so hard you know they can't explain to them what's happening they can't um, tell them that it's gonna be okay. They can't hear what kind of pain they're in um, and the suffering they're going through. And that is so painful to lose a pet, whether through a tragedy or having to decide to put them to sleep to know if it's um, you know, the right time. And for me, that was so difficult. You know, I had a dog for almost 20 years, his name was Rudy, and um I kept him alive. You know, people would say for six years, you should put this dog to sleep. And I was like, No, you don't understand. And his mind is there, his body's getting older, but he he's with me he's like my whole life like he was the love of my life kind of you know um and then his brother also died before that my dog Ozzy but it was so you know at that point i knew when i chose to finally put them both to sleep i knew that it was the right time and again i don't have the skills to communicate with animals even though i would love to and maybe i need to take your class but the moment that it finally came that I needed to put them to sleep, it, I had an understanding and I felt like my dogs had an understanding as well. Um, And then I want to tell you another story. I had another dog that I only had for maybe two months. And at the time the dog, his name was Mickey. um, I had rescued him and he died of distemper. So it was out of nowhere. And he was a, you know, really young and he was a Jack Russell terrier. And it was devastating to me because I loved him. And all of a sudden he got these seizures and we had to put him to sleep. <clears throat> and for me, I always was like, why did this happen? You know, why in what, you know, people always say like things happen for a reason. And I thought it was such a terrible thing to take an animal at such a young age he might, might have been 4 months old you know and for me it ended up being you know my fiance at the time was with me and he took me to dinner that night and he said there was a reason for everything and you loved Mickey more than anyone um could have and it and he didn't know he could have lived for 12 years he thought that that was his life and he lived a full life with you loving him mm-hmm. and um i'll share with you that 2 weeks later my fiance at the time was killed and so i ended up getting another dog who ended up being Rudy and um About a year later, I was, I woke up from a dream and I had, I was on a trip and I had a roommate at the time and I woke this girl up and I was like, I know why Mickey died. And she was like, I don't even know who Mickey is. What are we talking about? And I said, I, Mickey died so that Andy, my fiance could explain to me this concept of you don't need to live what you think is a full life to have been loved and to make an impact on someone. And it was such a huge lesson. So dogs to me are a huge, like love and a, and a huge lesson. And, and it, and it taught me that no matter how long a dog lives, as long as you've loved it and it feels love that that's, you know, very important. So anyways, I wanted to share that with you.
1: Rachel, I have, my whole body just got goosebumps when you said that. And a a huge part of not really my work, but just my life is, have you ever heard of animal soul contracts? No. So there's a book called by Tammy Billups. It's called animal soul contracts. It is phenomenal. You see all my tabs and it (laughs) talks about, it talks about how animals come into our life to teach us something, to show us something that we might not have ever realized or came to be aware of without that. So like this dog coming into your life, like Mickey coming into your life, teach, and and then your fiance telling you this, this lesson, this profound life lesson that helped you then navigate Mm. his passing and and your life going forward. It's like, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. The, the, the relationships that we form with our animals are so deep that there's so much more to it than, Oh, I just bought them at the pet store. I hear that so often. Like, no, I, my dog didn't choose me. I just bought them at the pet store. And I'm like, you guys are missing the mark here. Like, no, why did you go to that pet store? Why did you go that day? Right? Like there's so much more under the, on behind the scenes for sure. Right.
0: Right. So talk to me more about your, um, school is it considered a school?
1: Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. I wanted to say this. You mentioned something earlier, how when you were looking at your dogs last night, like you don't have the ability to communicate, but you do. When Probably 85, 90% of my students never even heard of animal communication until they found me on social media. And one of my students, she just posted in in our online school portal yesterday. She was like 51 weeks ago because she joined last, last January when I opened. She said 51 weeks ago, I never would have imagined that I would be talking to animals, let alone like changing lives, like her life, but and and animals' lives because their voices are being heard. So anyone and everyone can do this 100%. So yes, I have an online school. There's about 75 students right now. We have weekly events. And it's people starting from, from zero, not having what they perceive to be any psychic or intuitive abilities. And I see every single week, People doing it. It's it's just it's so magical.
0: So is it an online class that anyone can join? Is there a
1: wait list for it? No, no wait list. So what it is is you pay monthly. It's a membership mm-hmm. and we have a Every other week, every week we have an event. So twice a month, we have an hour long Q&A, question and answer. And twice a month, we have an hour and a half long practice corner where you actually do real animal communication sessions and get instant feedback. And then in the portal, there are articles and videos and, and training to help you, whether you want to just do this for your own animals or whether you want to do this professionally. But it's the tools there and it's the accountability that most people need to stay consistent because consistency with this is key. You can't just do it once a month. You really need to build the muscle. Animal communication is a muscle. If you want a six-pack and you go to that, you go to the gym once a month and do 20 minutes of abs, you're never gonna have a six-pack, right? It's the right. same thing with learning animal communication. So, and how much does something like this cost? It's $64.99 a month. What? That sounds yeah, very yeah, it's. I want people to be able to do it. I, I'm in the process right now of creating a a larger, comprehensive course. That's going to be a larger ticket price item, and then if you buy that, you'll have lifetime access to my online school but I'm in the, I don't have that finished yet, but that's going to be hopefully the next couple months. And it's going to be just intense video modules and walking you through step by step. Cause you know, people learn differently. Some people like to read articles. Some people like to just come to the live events, but if you're like me, I like to watch a video and have something to follow and go step by step. And how long
0: would people have to be participating in your school to feel like they know what they're doing and they're starting to see results?
1: It really depends on the specific person. I've had students, their very first practice corner get very specific phenomenal messages. I have some students where it takes a couple weeks, a couple months, but it goes back to you as a person. So I always advise my students, succeeding at animal communication is only 10% skill, but 90% your lifestyle. Are you really stressed Mm. out? Are you in a toxic relationship? Are you not well health-wise? All of those factors are going to make it harder, maybe, probably to succeed at animal communication right now, just like it would make it harder to do other things in life, right? So it just depends yeah. on the on the person, but it can be very fast. I mean, because we as humans, we all innately within us have this ability to talk to animals. It's not something we have to quote unquote learn. It's just something we have to reawaken within us.
0: Yeah, I'm curious. Has, has anyone ever called you in to look for a missing pet? or to, you know, to find a missing pet, find out where one is.
1: Yeah. So I don't, I don't do missing animal services, like paid sessions because where I'm at now in my business, I have such a long wait list and missing animal sessions. You need immediate attention right then and there. And often requires yeah. a couple sessions. And I just don't have the ability to do that because you can't do these sessions all day long. But just the other day, a friend, a friend's animal was missing. So I, I quick checked in with him and I, I didn't know. I I felt him at a person's house. And I said, I'm seeing him standing in the driveway next to a truck. He's at a house. There's a porch light on and there's a number two in the address. And he but he's safe. He's he's not on the road. He's not stuck. And he shortly thereafter, through Facebook, they found him about a half a mile away at a house with a front porch light on a pickup truck in the driveway and the address was 720. So I was wow. like that was so cool because missing animals isn't really something I've I've dove into. Some animal communicators will use dowsing rods and maps and it's a whole intricate process, but yeah. me not really even doing missing animals when you just tap into spirit and ask questions, you know, they show you things. You just have to learn to trust what you're getting, which is the hard part. Can you go into like
0: a animal rescue or to a dog run or is it like just voices everywhere?
1: (laughs) It's so it's not voices everywhere. And a lot of people think that's what it's like. That would be very exhausting. So animal communication. Yes, there are times where you will receive unsolicited messages from animals. Totally that happens. But for the majority of the time, and I think I can speak for a lot of animal communicators here, it really is you're setting the intention have a conversation with a specific animal at a specific time. You really need to have those boundaries in this work. Otherwise your life would be totally overwhelming.
0: Right. I mean, you would walk into someone's house and you would feel like you're, you're talking yeah. to them or they're saying something to you.
1: Um, so, and
0: you were talking about how you have a wait list. What is your wait list right now?
1: Oh gosh. It's like so over 7,500 people. It's at the point now where I will never be able to do a session for everyone on my wait list. If I'm only doing one set, I only do one session a day now because the rest of my day is with the school and other things, but I do one session a day, sometimes two, but typically one and three or four days a week. It's not like I'm doing this. People think that I'm doing sessions eight hours a day and I'm making a million dollars here talking to animals. That's not the case. So my wait list, the way it's set up is like a couple times a year, I'll send an email out to people on my wait list and I'll say, one or two weeks from now on this date at this time, my books will open. I I only take a limited amount of orders to, to uh, book me out about two, three months mm-hmm. and then first come first serve. And then once I'm finished those, I do the process again. I don't want people to pay for a session and then not receive it for a year because a lot can change in your animal's life in a year. It's not like we're connecting with a deceased human family member. So mm-hmm. that's that's my process right now. And how much are you charging per session? It's $550 for 90 minutes. The sessions are 75 to 90 minutes, but usually an hour and a half.
0: So people that are joining your class and getting these skills, um, is there some sort of a, you know, diploma? Are they able to say, I've completed this course and now I'm able to charge X amount and go out in the world and do this? I mean, how, how do we know that um, if we wanted to hire someone that they have some real credentials?
1: At the, as of right now, I don't have a certification program. And that's just for me, because if I'm going to certify someone and they're going to use my name with their business, like I want to make sure that Like I want my name, like that stamp of approval, right? So right now I just don't have the system set up to be like, okay, you are certified under me. But what I recommend people do is before hiring any animal communicator, any psychic, anyone really at all, even if it's a realtor, right? You want to look them up. You want to see if you resonate with them, how they speak, do they have a social media the one thing I do tell people is if you are seeking out an animal communicator and they tell you, yes, I can 100 percent guarantee we can solve this problem. The, what you brought up earlier with your dog, my dog mm-hmm. running out of the house. If I were to say I can 100 percent, Rachel, resolve that run far away because One, you cannot guarantee anything. Two, no one in this work is 100% accurate, right? Mm -hmm. It's you're dealing with spirit and and telepathic messages and you're only able to relay what the animals are sharing. So if someone is saying, yep, 100%, we can solve this, I would maybe take a step back a little bit, but you have to trust Mm -hmm. yourself. It's, does this person seem legitimate? Do they seem, do they seem reliable? Do they have a presence that of like, do they have proof, do they have testimonials, all of that? Right. Um, how do people sign up for your course? Is there is
0: there an online thing? Yes.
1: Yeah, so on my website, which is NikkiVasconez.com, if mm-hmm. you click on the Academy tab, you can read all about it. And at the very bottom, you can choose to join monthly, which is the $64.99 a month, or you can pay in full and get two months free for the year. But that's the, all the information is on my website there for you. Okay.
0: And then for people that are sitting here listening and lucky enough to be listening to you because it takes so long to meet you. Can you give us like three to five tips on how we can start communicating better with our animals today?
1: The first tip is what we talked about earlier, being aware of how you are phrasing things to your animals. If you want them to not jump on the couch, you don't want to say, don't jump on the couch. You want to say, keep your paws on the ground right is it something when you say say are we supposed to verbalize this or it's something you're supposed to think in your mind it doesn't matter i i find i'm a very verbal vocal person so i always say everything out loud it's just the nature of who i am but you don't Mm -hmm. have to you can say it out loud just think it in your mind the animal is receiving it regardless animals primary language is telepathy they don't have to work at receiving these messages like we do they're getting it so the first uh, the first step is phrasing things appropriately. And if your dog's about to run into the road, right? I don't want you to, I'm not saying stand there silent and just picture, please come back to me. Like, okay, we're in the real world here, right? We have to maybe yell stop or whatever, but you, when you're in that situation, you want to say, come to me as opposed to stop running forward, you know, things like that. That's the first step. Mm -hmm. And, that you will see a difference with that, with everything. Instead of saying, don't attack your brother or don't fight with your sister, play nice, respect each other's space. So that's huge. The the second tip I give people is be aware of your own emotions, your own stress, how you're feeling. Because if your animal is exhibiting some anxiety issues or separation anxiety, yes, sometimes it is truly them. But are they only anxious because you're really stressed out right now and they're picking up your energy and your stress? A lot of times these behavioral issues in our animals really are just them trying to process our own things. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool when you're aware of that, you can change their lives almost instantaneously because they're like, oh, mom and dad, mom or dad, they're okay. Like I can calm down now. Mm -hmm. And the third tip would be for those that want to really Try to practice communicating with animals. Just have the courage. Text a friend or a family member and say, hey, can you send me a picture of your cat, your dog, your horse? And I'm just going to see what I can get. You have to you have to try it with an animal other than your own to convince yourself it's not just your imagination. Because like you said earlier, Rachel, when you're talking to your own animals, you you already know what they like and don't like. So if they say something like, oh, I want to play with my ball right now you're going to be like, that was me. I know they love their ball. They didn't really just tell me that, but they might have just told you that. Right. Okay. So do you feel comfortable giving
0: us an example um, with one of my dogs? I think my producer sent you a photo of, of one of my, my three animals.
1: Definitely. She, she emailed me the photo. Let me just, I'll show the picture so that we know that we're on the same animal here.
0: Oh, my little Mishka. Okay.
1: Oh, sorry. That's not very clear. Could you see that? We can yeah, do a different.
0: I, nope, that's it. My little Mishka. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so how do you how do you say the name? Mishka. Mishka. Male or female? Female. Living or in spirit? Living. Okay. Mishka living. So just give me a moment to connect. I'm just gonna look at her photo. Mm-hmm. Okay. She says the first thing she says is, Oh, I am so over it. All the other animals, I think she said boys, all the other boys, they're just loud and in my face getting in front of me. So let me see what she wants. She wants to go with this. They're trying to put on a show. And why can't we just like wait our turn? Do you have um, two, two bigger than her male dogs in the house or bigger dogs?
0: yeah. I have two bigger dogs. One is a puppy and a, he's a boy. He's growing very big. He right. will be very big. And the other one is a girl, but she has some very male energy. She's a pit bull Siberian husky mix and comes okay. off very aggressive. Yeah.
1: So the reason I'm asking is because what Mishka is showing me is those two dogs are at the door and I'm seeing a, a big door with like windows on either side of it. And they're wanting to go forward when they see something and they're getting excited. And Mishka's in the back, like, really, this is not going to make the door open faster. Can we just step back and like chill out? Does that sound like Mishka?
0: Yes. And by the way, I have a huge door with two windows on either side. On either
1: side. Is it like the the skinny little windows that kind of go the parallel to the door? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> so I'm going to keep going, but just to help you understand, when I start my sessions, I don't ask questions. It's just, hey, what did the animals want to say? right away. Cause if I were to just barge into your house and be like, I want to ask you this, this, and this, you're going to be like, Whoa, chill out. Like, Hey, how you doing? Right. All right. So Nishka, what else do you want to share with your mom right now? Tell me about your personality The uh, So a fun, a fun part of her life. She's showing me you being brushed and as you're brushing her, you're like singing or like a, like a song or a tone or something as you're doing this, is this what you're doing to her? And she like, feels like she's just being pampered and like rubbed down. Do you know what that's yeah. image? Is?
0: I, I, I don't brush her too much. She doesn't like it, but I, I sing to her and I, pam- she is very pampered. Yeah.
1: Are you, when you're singing to her, are you rubbing your hand like down her, down her neck, down her back, like while singing yeah. to her? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So she really likes that. All right. So she wants to talk about food now. Tell me about your food, Mishka. I'm seeing her like, she's like moving all around. She's getting all excited. It's like the happy feet. Okay. Mm -hmm. Keep going. Tell me more about your food. She says, I'm not very patient and I'm seeing you putting the food dish down and like, she's like getting her, she's like putting her chin like in it, like wanting it, wanting it, wanting it. Mm -hmm. Does that sound like how she is with her food?
0: Yes. She's very picky with her food. So I have to put, um, I slather some peanut butter on it. So that's probably what she likes. Yeah.
1: She says that she eats, she says that she feels special because she, where the location that she eats in the home is closer to where you always are when you're, when you're preparing it. Whereas the other dogs, I feel like they're like further, like deeper in the kitchen or further back. Um, she says that hers is more towards like the kitchen island, like the middle of the room. Is that where mm-hmm. she eats often?
0: Yes, I put her on top of the island to feed her because so I mean, <laughs> compared to the other two and they will yeah. just eat her food. So she gets to be up on the counter.
1: Oh, love it. She she thinks that's really special and she, she that makes her really happy. Um, um, is there a specific question you want me to ask her or I can just keep going with whatever she'd like to share?
0: Yeah, the, the, the thing with Mishka is that in... She's five now. And in the last couple of years, she she's terrible on the leash and she's terrible with other animals. And, right. you know, I, I sort of I guess I really baby her because I feel like there's something that she's so anxious about or she has a lot of separation anxiety with me. Um, she gets very kind of violent with other dogs, especially when she's on the leash. And I don't know if there's something she wants to tell me about that or how I can fix that for her okay. to calm her down and let her know I, that she's safe.
1: Okay, so let's talk about the leash. So Mishka, allow me to feel what it feels like for you when you're on the leash. She's showing me like her teeth. So her does her lip come up, and does she like show her teeth Mm -hmm. when she's in that state? Okay, so let's see what she says about this. Why do you feel like you need to protect mom here? What's going on? She says I. She says I don't want my mom to get hurt emotionally, not physically. She's not afraid you're going to be attacked. So let's see. Do you want me to keep going with this? I don't know if you're, if you're okay with whatever. Okay. What do you mean by that, Mishka? Tell me more. She says that, she says that mom, she picks up that mom doesn't trust people, doesn't specifically with men. She's like, mom doesn't trust very easily. So I feel that I need to make her feel confident and secure in her day. So continue. Tell me more there, Mishka. She wants to show you that she is strong enough to be there for you.
0: Mm.
1: Why do you feel that you need to show mom that? She says, I've been I've been with mom through a lot. Okay, hold on, She's, she's cutting me off. She says, I've been with mom through a lot and I've seen her do all of these things by herself and on her own. And I want mom to know that I can be there for her. So I'm gonna ask her in a moment, how we can stop this activity, but does what she shared thus far does that sound does that resonate with you?
0: Yes, it does.
1: Okay. So Mishka, how can we change up how you're acting? because if you're on a leash and you're doing this, it's actually going to limit what you and mom are able to do, and it's going to limit the activities that you can do out of the house because of your reactions towards other dogs. So how can we change up your behavior now knowing that mom understands what you're thinking? She said that she thought it was impressive to you because she was putting on a show showing you that she could handle it. So what mm-hmm. I want you to do, Rachel, is rather than, and it's, it's hard because you're a human, right? Rather than fearing, not fearing, but rather than like being like, oh no, is she going to freak out? There's a dog. I want you to maintain your composure and I want you to say, Mishka, I see them. Thank you so much. This is a nice walk. I feel confident, I feel secure. we are safe and see if that doesn't change the situation. But let's see if there's something else here with the leash, just being on the leash in general. she she associates the leash with just like game on like I'm it, it's my like the leash goes on and she's like, I have to I have to be powerful here for Mom. It's almost like a switch like an mm-hmm. on switch, like, okay, this is my like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like if you're about to like you sit on the throne, okay, you're now the queen. Like you putting the leash on, she's like game on. So it she's would be why boss. yeah, she's she's the boss, but also like it's she it's her duty and her role when that when that when I'm hearing the leash click of I need to like I this is I'm I'm on duty now. That's the word. I'm on duty. So just having a conversation with her, however, it resonates with you about her remaining off duty and just enjoying the walk. Right. I think you're. I think you're going to notice a difference there. Amazing, thank you. you All right. So other dogs, like does she with with her? If she's okay with being around other dogs, or do you not need me to go there?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'm more interested if she's okay with the two siblings she has.
1: Okay, <laughs> okay. the ones that. She told to chill out at the beginning. Yeah. All right, Mishka, let's talk about yours. What are your other dog's names?
0: Nala and okay. Ziggy.
1: Nala and Ziggy. All right, so Mishka, let's talk about Nala. She says that Nala... Mishka thinks she's a lot smarter than Nala. And she says Nala's a little bit airheaded in, in the sense of she'll be like, Nala be like, what was that? What was that? What was that? And Mishka's like, really? You don't know what's happening? Okay, so... Tell me more about Nala. She says Nala is no threat to Mishka's comfort level and security in the home. So she's okay with Nala. Does Nala need anything or anything that we need to know about Nala? She says Nala needs a lot of attention, especially Mm -hmm. from you. Like she is an attention hog for sure, but it's what Nala needs to. Facilitate growth in her own journey, and Mishka's okay with that, so she's not offended. Is Nala like an all, all eyes on me type girl? Yes, she is. Okay, so Mishka's aware of that, so she's okay with it. And you said Ziggy was your other dog? Ziggy, yes. Ziggy. Okay, so Mishka, let's talk about Ziggy. She, she does so, she's fine with Ziggy. The first thing she says is, Well, I wouldn't like choose to hang out with him if I didn't have to, but there's a but to that, so let's talk about that. She just says that Ziggy gets in her way a lot and he barges through and he has no, um, no, like no care for her personal space, but he's not trying to be rude. He's just like cutting in front of her. Does that happen a lot? Like to get in the way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how are your, what are your thoughts on that Mishka? She just, she perceives herself as smarter than both of them and like a lot more wise. Is she a lot older than both of them?
0: She's a few years older. Yes. She's the right. oldest one in the house. And also the the
1: smallest and the
0: toughest, which is fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What do we need to know Mishka about your relationship with Ziggy? If anything, she's really a mama's girl and she's not, she's fine with the other dogs, but she doesn't need them to feel like she doesn't need them for companionship because she finds that in you. Does yeah. that resonate with you with how her personality is?
0: Yes. And that's probably how I treat her. I take her on trips with me and the other two will stay in my home with a dog sitter. Um, you know, she's, she's, Definitely. I mean, I love all my, it's like talking about your kids. You can't say which one you love more. I love all of them differently, but she's one that I try and keep with me. If I can, I fly with her. I, you know, I keep her yeah. around. Them. Um, and I think she just knows that. And she is very independent. The other two play with each other all day. She wants no part of it. And, um, you know, she'll run through them and bark at them and tell them to get away from her. So she's, um, you know, she is definitely in control. I, you know, it's funny. I, I have a question for you about this. There was a movie, I think the secret life, of pets, where when we leave, pets are talking to each other. Do you believe that that is the case that they have their own level of communication and, and conversations when we're not there?
1: Oh, I, I mean, they have it when we're there all the time, definitely when we leave. And I see it with with my dogs. So next time you're out walking the dogs, Rachel, I want you to pay attention to when one of them is if, if, if they're ever like ones up ahead more than the other two, like my two dogs, I see this a lot. One will be up ahead And he'll smell something really great. And he's like, oh, man, the other dog is like 20 feet behind us. We live in the middle of nowhere. We're able to do this. Mm -hmm. But doing something else. The second Merlin will find a good smell spot, Donald will come sprinting. And I Mm -hmm. feel like it's because Merlin's like, hey, bro, look what I just got. Like, come here. And and you'll see them just, just like before... Before they even bark or do anything, you see the other one respond. So yeah, they are talking all day long. Just like we're talking to our friends and family when we're in the house with them, they're doing the same thing, 100%. Right. I love that. Um, so in all your communications with animals,
0: what would you say is the most mis, uh, you know misunderstood thing about animals? That they
1: don't understand the intimate details and the intricate details of our lives, that they're just pets. And even people that love their animals a lot of them it's they don't understand the depth at which their animals are comprehending everything going on in their lives and what what the humans themselves are thinking and feeling so the most misunderstood aspect of animal human relationship is how much the animals do truly know about what's going on in our lives amazing um
0: when people book a session with you and they get the 75 minutes with you can they talk to you about all the different pets they have? Is it focused on one animal? How does that work with your session?
1: It's it's one animal per session for my one-on-one client sessions because it's a very in-depth session. We cover their food, their bedding, their walks, their exercise, their salt mm-hmm. contracts with you, their thoughts on all the animals in the house, the humans in the house. And in my experience, it takes no less than 75 minutes to get through everything. And I don't ever want to go into a session And just have an animal like only get 10 minutes, 20 minutes when there's so much more they want to talk about. So it is one animal per session. So they really can fully have their voice heard. Okay, so if people, you know, don't want to wait for a year or more
0: to have a session with you, please remind us how we can join your school so that we can probably teach ourselves sooner than we can have a session.
1: (laughs) You definitely can teach yourselves. It's NikkiVasconez.com click on the Academy tab and then you can read all about the school and you can join right there at the bottom. And every single week we have an event.
0: Okay. And they can start at any time. They don't have to any wait till certain semester.
1: Okay. You can start today. All right.
0: Well, I will make sure to join. I love this. I think you're so interesting. Mishka is sitting right next to me licking my foot. So Aww, <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah. So I really appreciate you. I think you're amazing and I wish you the best. And I really hope that people will listen to this and take advantage of your class. I think it sounds terrific. Whether or not you're a believer, you can always, you know, use some sort of, um, you know, knowledge to open your mind to be able to understand these little um, animals that need you so much. So I really appreciate you. Take care. Thank you, Rachel.